Toward the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to our San Jose Sharks beat reporter, Kevin Kurz, about the Sharks' recent draft selections. They went into the draft with seven picks. They walk out with nine players, and a lot of them fit the same formula. They drafted nine forwards. Now, they were thin at the position already, but nine forwards, first time they've ever done that in franchise history. We'll also take a look at what could happen with free agency getting going right at the end of last week. And Joe Thornton, the 41-year-old out in Switzerland, is he going to return to the Sharks for one final season? It's Monday, October 12th. It's a pleasure now to welcome in Kevin Kurz. Covers the Sharks for The Athletic, and we figured right after the draft, we try to cover a bunch of Bay Area sports. Why not hit on the Sharks? And Kevin, I guess I'd open by saying, like in the Bay Area, we focus so much on Bob Myers. We see John Lynch making moves. We should be looking down at Doug Wilson Jr. and Joe Will, dude. They're wheeling and dealing on day two of the draft. Yeah, yeah. It's become kind of common, I think, since Doug Wilson Jr. took over the draft in 2017 as the scouting director. And, uh, you know, they like to bounce around. And, uh, you know, Doug Wilson Jr. is obviously, uh, you know, the son of Doug Wilson. But he has a business background. And, and I remember talking to him for a piece I did in 2018 about how, you know, he's got a lot of business uh, business background. And, you know, his expertise is kind of in valuation is what he said. So I think the, that he's able to use some of those skills in, in maximizing what the Sharks want to get in the draft and they went into this draft hoping to, to use all their picks and they actually got a couple more picks with some of the deals they made so uh they needed to replenish the system which is pretty weak right now and we'll see how these guys turn out in a couple of years that's a good place to start because you mentioned he takes over the draft strategy in the draft room in, in 2017 but this is a year where they came in with seven draft picks and you noted in your piece from last week or earlier this week that um they leave with nine players that they found tons of value in this draft they went out and they decided even with without tons of picks in sort of the middle or the guts of this draft they needed four seventh round selections they went out and they get nine players what can you tell us about their valuation as doug wilson jr talked about it and i think the word he used was merging that with where they projected the rest of the players to go you certainly hope that the guys you take with the 31st overall pick and 34th overall picks end up being contributors at some point you know when you take a guy that late in the first round and then early in the second round i mean that's the area where it's certainly no sure thing that these guys are going to become nhl players but you know again you do hope they're going to contribute in some fashion the late round picks the you know, four seventh round picks those are more like lottery tickets you know like seventh round picks don't typically make it to the nhl but every once in a while, they do. You know, Joe Pavelski, who Sharks fans know well, is the prime example, probably, of a seventh-round pick who turns into, you know, one of the great goal scorers of his era. So, you know, I think they look at it that way, where they looked at this as a deep draft, and by the time you get down to the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, really anybody you take is probably got the same chances of making the NHL, you know, especially in those late rounds, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. So, you know, they get the four seventh round picks. And, and frankly, if just one of those guys ends up in an NHL sweater at some point, that's probably a win. Yeah, you found some value there then if you get somebody out of the bottom of the draft. Ozzie Weissblatt goes 31. Now, they had 34. They trade down to 38, Thomas Bordlow, and they said that they weren't confident he was going to be there. Can you talk us through what their thought process was on that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, they did trade down to get him. You know, you go into these events with your list, your your draft list, and, you know, sometimes you have to take calculated risk as in order to, to try and maximize your assets. And, you know, he was a guy that I guess they just figured would be there four spots later. So they make that trade. They gain another pick. I believe it was the 100th overall pick. And then they use that to trade up in the third round to take another guy that they targeted. So, you know, it's again, it's that moving around that you just try to maximize everything you have. And, you know, this kid's a center. Uh, and I think that was 
clearly they were looking for forwards in this draft since all nine guys they took were forwards. And, you know, you have to keep in mind they traded a center in their system, Josh Norris, a couple of years ago. It was a first-round pick in 2017 as part of the Eric Carlson trade. So getting a high-end center with, you know, some upside, I think, was probably important to them. And you pointed out uh, there, uh, I'm trying to see what, what round he was taken. I guess it was Brandon Coe taken in the fourth round. I couldn't remember if it was the third or the fourth, that he was sort of the outlier as far as size goes for the rest of these guys. Now, again, the fourth round, you're not totally positive about the impact he's going to make immediately or in the future. But I'm wondering, based on size, and you sort of hit on this in your article, he's six foot four. He scored 25 goals in the OHL last year. Everybody else they picked was like around six foot, 5'10", 5'8", 5'9". Is hockey or the NHL kind of skewing towards that NBA on grass thing? or the NFL where you're sort of positionless now, you're just looking for skill sets, right? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be that way. You know, when you go into these drafts, you're trying to project what the league's going to look like in two or three years because the chances are, especially where the Sharks were picking, we're not going to see these guys even in NHL training camps, or I should say that we're not going to see these guys have a legitimate shot to make the NHL roster for another two or three years. So, you know, Doug Wilson, I know he said in the week leading up to the draft that, you know, maybe we're targeting some things, and I'm paraphrasing here, maybe they're targeting some things that they value more than some other teams. And, and, and so, you know, I did ask him that question in the post-draft availability is, are you predicting that maybe skill will be more important than size moving forward? And, you know, he kind of talked around the answer a little bit, but I think just the proof is in looking at, at these guys and how they are on the smaller side, especially the earlier on picks. And looking just at the roster, quick look at, at maybe where they go in free agency. Any idea where they go? $70 million committed to 17 players. I guess I'm asking predominantly about Joe Thornton and the other guys outside of Arendelle, but anybody else out there they may be looking at? You know, I think that Doug Wilson has been hinting in recent weeks that the Sharks are going to be sort of quiet. And they might use this year as more of a transition year where they have so many long, expensive contracts with these limited no-trade clauses. It makes it really tough for them to, you know, move guys. You know, again, I think they're going to be quiet as free agent market opens. You know, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe were obviously two names that the people are interested in. Patrick Marlowe went to Pittsburgh. From what I understand, they're still likely that he's going to return here on a cheap one-year deal. And then Thornton, I don't know. You know, this time, you know, last offseason, it was inevitable he was going to come back. And I'm not picking that up right now. I think he's really got to think about whether he wants to come here or whether he wants to go somewhere else, another team that has a better shot at winning a Stanley Cup because he really wants a Stanley Cup. And at 41 years old, it could be his last chance at one. So, you know, I think it's going to play out over the next few days and weeks. I don't think anything's imminent. But, again, I think the Sharks are going to be fairly quiet in free agency. You know, unless some sort of a trade situation arises where they can move out one of those big salaries. But I would say that's probably unlikely. Not possible, but probably unlikely. I think people would like to see Thornton back, but also he's one of those guys, as you said, you watch him go out and get a Stanley Cup. I don't think anybody would be upset about that. And I thought it was hilarious at the end of your, your article from the other day, you're talking about how Doug Wilson, I guess he had said that the last time he spoke to Joe Thornton, he was shoveling snow in Switzerland. That's where he was? <laughs> Yeah, he has an off-season home there. His wife is actually uh, from Switzerland. Uh, He goes back there every summer. Uh, I think he's staying there now because schools aren't open here. Uh, And I think it didn't really matter that the kids were back here for school. So he's still there now. Um, He's practicing and skating with the Swiss team that he's played for in the past during previous lockouts. And, uh, you know, probably no rush to come back <laughs> at the moment. I think they said it was warm enough, though, in Switzerland that he was shoveling uh, shoveling shirtless. And I was just thinking, dude, that's some Rocky <laughs> Four training. you got to get him back yeah, here. Yeah, dude. really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kevin, good stuff, man. We appreciate uh, you checking in with us. We'll uh, touch base with you again when we get closer to the start of, uh, of next season, man. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, thanks. Anytime, guys.
Great stuff from Kevin Kurz. Great to check in with the Sharks, too, after uh, we haven't seen a lot from the Sharks, right? Much like the Warriors. We hit the uh, the hiatus here in the season. Both teams not good enough to get there into the dance in their respective sports. And so we've been waiting through the offseason, and we'll be doing a, a touch-up on the Warriors draft situation in about a month or so. Since the recording with Kevin Kurz, we should note that the Sharks have reached an agreement, a one-year, $925,000 contract agreement with Stefan Nosen. So he's coming back. Also, Kevin LeBanks signs a big deal four years 18.9 million dollars that's per espn this weekend he's coming back to remain a san jose shark so the sharks making sure they're shoring up those forward positions also some rumors that patrick marlowe could be returning on a one-year deal would be great to have pat marlowe back in sharks teal so thank you today to kevin kurz thank you to brian my producer thank you to you the listener if you're enjoying the podcast please rate review and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us we appreciate bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports and your support and uh, and comments and ratings will continue to do that. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash the update, you can receive an all-access subscription for just $1 a month. Sports are back and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite teams. So go to theathletic.com slash update to receive an all-access subscription for just $1 a month. So a lot of great stuff coming up this week. Lots to talk about with the 49ers and with the Raiders. Of course, a huge win for the Raiders in Kansas City. We've also got to talk about what's going on with the COVID situation and the NFL and college football getting ready to get going in the Pac-12. So lots to get to. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday.